Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another life-changing, life-altering installment of the In-Between podcast. I am your girl. Well, I don't know if I'm your girl, but I am Aik, <laughs> the host of the In-Between if you're new here, you are more than welcome. We do a lot of fun stuff here on the in-between. We've had an interesting journey on the in-between. I'm starting off so serious, but I'll tell you a little bit more about the in-between podcast. This started in 2021. I needed a journal to vent, and so I decided to get a mic on Amazon and start talking about all kinds of stuff. I was in the thick of my healing journey at the time. We had fun, though. Between then and now, we had lots of fun. Trust me, bets. The tenants have changed a little bit. This podcast is an opportunity for me to share my life experiences, for us to exchange our life experiences between where we are right now and the next place we believe we're set to go. It could be any next. There's no specific next. It could be marriage, kids, a job, relocation, moving back in with your family or whatever the case may be. So you are welcome to the in-between three tenants right here on this here podcast, healing, freedom, and peace. We're seeking all three. We're working through all three. We're working towards all three and making space for what will allow for those things to come into our lives and things that will not. We're trying really hard, really, really, really hard to let them go. We're trying together. I believe in us. We can do this. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in God. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power of the name of Jesus. And that's how I navigate life. This may be your first time hearing about Jesus. That's okay. Let's talk through. Let's enjoy. You may have thought about Jesus and then blocked him because you're like, why would this happen? Why did you allow that happen? Whatever your, whatever your, your spot is or your take on Jesus Christ is, just come in let's let's have some let's have some conversations if you like seeing my face if you've never seen what i look like apart from my cover art i look a lot different let's there i look very different (laughs) that was almost two years ago but if you want to see what i look like join me on youtube we're at seven subscribers making progress making progress so please feel free to subscribe to my youtube it is at in between podcast Wait till at in between pod, sorry, at in between pod on YouTube and email us, email me if you have questions, thoughts, ideas for upcoming um, conversations. Shout out to my friends that text me or DM me directly like, babe, oh, I like this part. I like that part. Like the feedback. I love it. I love it. I love it. But if you don't have my number for some reason, send me a message. You don't like email me, girl, email me podcast.in btwn at gmail.com podcast.in btwn at gmail.com you can also send me a dm at underscore the in between podcast that is at underscore the in between podcast so i have a playlist i it was supposed to be for christmas and i was like you know what let's just modify this and add things to it i'm going to be adding songs throughout the year I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm taking a very, very heavy chill pill from secular music. When the time comes, I will tell you why. Let's just say, my dear, the story is long. Let's put it that way. But this album has good, when I say good, I say music that lifts your spirits. You don't leave feeling like, dang, I wish I had this or whatever. It's just like an addition to your journey, right? 
It aids you in your journey, brings you closer to God, or inspires you, makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. We even have some love songs on there. Some love songs that don't tell me what you want to do to me at, late at night before you pay my bride price. Not those kinds of songs, but it's still love song. Trust me. It's very much love songs. So it is in my bio on Instagram. I have a link tree with a whole bunch of links. So listen to it. We're going to be adding to the list. It's called the prevail list because we will prevail this year and beyond. See it. No grief for 2024. I stand. I'm standing on business. We're standing on it. We no go gree. And for those who don't know what we no go gree means or no gree basically means we're unrelenting. Like we're going to come out on top. We're going to win. We're going to, it basically means prevail. We will prevail. We no go gree like nothing will overpower us. We're relentless in our pursuits of achieving anything. It could be something as simple as a parking spot. Yeah. So in case you're wondering, I hope that, I hope I, um, I defined it in, um, English terms. But yeah, if you have your own definition or translation, feel free to share it as well. So today we're talking about something that, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My sister, my brother, this one, it really dealt with me, dealt with me for a really long time. So with this, we're going to break some things down. We're going to set some ground rules and things like that so that we're, we're feeling good about this and we understand what God, what God is trying to say. We're talking about forgiveness. Yeah, we are talking about forgiveness, my people, and we have to start at the beginning. What is forgiveness? This is the definition, dictionary definition of forgiveness. To stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. To stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. If you're from my culture, if you're Nigerian, we have a little different definition and that definition is what shaped why I was so anti-forgiveness for a long time because I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Forgiveness a lot of times in our culture means letting the person back into your life. Oh, you haven't forgiven them. Oh, you don't talk to them. No, no, no. You haven't forgiven them. Forgive them now. They want to come to your house. They brought you food. Forgive them. That's why I was anti-forgiveness. I'm like, I don't want to be besties. I don't, I don't want to see that person ever again. So no, no forgiveness immediately. No, there's some other things I learned or thought was the truth about forgiveness that I'll talk about later on. But our culture says forgiveness means letting the person back into your life. Yes, I have heard and I'm aware of people who their encouragement to forgive people who abused them, assaulted them, harmed them left them out in the cold was to let them move in or let them move back in. The part of Nigeria where I'm from, it's very common for, let me not say very common. Let me not claim that there's some cultural norms that just make room for men to, I'm trying to give you an example for men to like go out for like 10, 15 years, live a life and then come back to the wife's house. Cause they never like formally divorced. And she just meant to forgive him, let him back into the house. And she takes care of him when he's old. And I can't even say it's just people in Southern Nigeria. I know I have, I know people in, that are Yoruba who similar situation. Telling, telling a child to go back to school where they were assaulted or harmed, right? And sit in the classroom with the teacher. Oh, sit in the pews with the pastor who did what they did to them. Yeah, that is not forgiveness. That is eye service. That is problematic. And those are the challenges that I sometimes have with collective culture. An obsession to remain quote unquote unified, which a lot of us are really not. 
which a lot of us are really not unified, is not a unification thing. It's eye service. And that, that I find very disturbing. So forgiveness is not necessarily opening your door and letting the person back in. Would I, based on the offenses that the people committed against me, child? No. Well, it depends. Because, I mean, I have to forgive the people close to me, like when they say something problematic or like get on my nerves or something, right? But when I talk about the big things, the heavy things, offenses, things that people need should have been arrested for that they're not, mm. or they were arrested for, but you're still living with the pain. To stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense or flaw or mistake. It's not saying let them come live with you again, or you need to go live with them, or you need to hug them when you see them. It does not say that you need to write them a letter or whatever the case may be. It's not, it, uh, forgiveness might look like writing them a letter, telling them you forgive them. It might, but it does not mean letting them back into your space. It is no longer feeling angry or resentful towards that purpose person. Okay. Forgiveness is also not making excuses for the offense or blaming yourself. We're not going to make excuses for offense in order to form this kind of like, I'm unoffendable. You know, we have this notion of like, I'm unoffendable and I see the good in all. As a Christian, as this person, I see the good in all. We're not making excuse for rubbish. Somebody cussed you out because you dropped, you broke a, a cup. If you know, you know. My mom never did that. But like, I mean, I was adjacent to it, like seen it kind of, you know what I mean? What's the just, what excuse are you going to make for that? Oh, they paid $5 million. Okay, if they got $5 million to pay for a glass, they, they probably got $5 million more. We're not making excuses for people's offenses. It does not mean we're allowing them back into our personal space. And you know what else forgiveness does not mean? This one, uh, this one. As I was typing it, into, hey, that's the answer very well. It does not mean getting back at them. <sighs> I told you about my imagination, right? I told you what my imagination is like. I haven't told you, told you details, but remember I told you like, I can go from like one extreme to the other, like think really good things, really horrible things. Lord. Well, now no more horrible things in Jesus' name. I cover my imagination in the blood of Jesus. I got some ideas on getting back at people. I've had, I've had innovative ideas. Even I was like six years old. Think about how I get back at someone that offended me. It was very innovative for a six-year-old. Very creative. Did it involve weapons? I, 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 I think this, this my um, program is, <laughs> is um, f supposed to be clean. So, yeah, I can't tell you. But listen, hey. Hey, I mean, if a weapon was available, not against it, not against it, not against it. Sometimes unforgiveness, the ideas of forgiveness, let's talk about unforgiveness right now. Sometimes it's what we see. Like growing up, again, all love to the people that raised me. They did the best they could with what they had because I tell you right now, what they had was not much because what they saw growing up, my brother and my sister. Oh. What I know now, yeah, couldn't be me, babe, couldn't be me. And I thought I went through it respectfully. Forgiveness was not. So the concept of just going back, quote unquote, going back to normal was the idea of, of forgiveness in our house in where I grew up. But like at every slightest provocation, it was a reminder of the offense. So then forgiveness did not happen. You know, I grew up in a place where like people had good memories <laughs> of bad things. Of like your offenses. Are you not the same person five years ago? This is this, this, this. You did this, 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 this. Like it's accusation because there was no conversation had about the offense. I grew up around. So one of the people who raised me was literally the poster for unforgiveness and 
May their soul rest in peace. Their deterioration showed me what unforgiveness can actually do to the body. It destroyed this person. Like this person deteriorated. And it was because of how much unforgiveness and bitterness that they had in their body. I didn't realize it. I didn't know until I knew. And I started following suit. I mean, we would sit and talk. And this person would tell me about offenses that happened like 40 years ago. And like express the same emotions that they felt during that moment. Almost as if they were there. They would go back to that place. Now, if that person can remember offenses from then, trust me, that person will remember your offenses. This person, uh, they're not here to vouch for themselves, so I can't go into detail, but was like taught me everything I knew about unforgiveness. I'm not saying that, you know, my the adults closer to me did not either. They 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 did their number, respectfully, but this person taught me everything I knew about unforgiveness. These are the these are like when we talk about generational curses and like <laughs> legion and stuff, well, maybe not legion in this case, but like generational curses, that's, yeah, that is it. That is, that is it. And it does not help that I have a good memory. So there are details of offenses that I'm like, and then they blink right there. Then they turn right there. Then they now open the door with their left hand. This like, yeah, that's how like into it I was in. And I didn't know. And when I knew, when I became aware, I did not care because I felt justified and I had nothing else to do. Like, what else was I going to do with my time? What else was I going to do with these emotions? Like, who's gonna, who has time to heal? Who has time to move on? No, they did this, 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 this. But let me tell you how it was brought to my attention that, babe, this is a bit of a problem. So in 2021, my friend, she lives in Nigeria, but she came, she like, you know, she lives a shuttle life. She lives here and in Nigeria. She came and she's like, hey, babe, come to my place. I'm having like a prayer hangout. Just come. And at that time, it was like, okay, I'm always in church. I, I used to work in church and stuff, but I wasn't feeling God. At the time, I was still dealing with a lot of pain, personal pain and things like that. And it was just like, I need an ATM. I don't need a God. Like, I need you to exchange the blessing for praying. Like, I don't have time for this. Give me my husband. Give me my man. Give me this. Give me money. Give me whatever. Get get that get back at that person for me because you're all powerful. But like, stay in your own lane. So I go to the prayer meeting and I come late. Like it's wrap. It's kind of wrapping up. And so they're praying. It's a few of us, like three or four. And my friend says, you know, Aik, you know, you're gonna have to forgive. Every, you're gonna have to forgive your dad. You're gonna have to forgive. She started naming people. I said, I know that you know this person, but you calm down now. Why are you telling this people this person's name the way I am? And I'm like, uh, okay. And um, she goes further to say that my unforgiveness is actually what was causing stagnancy. Now, this is the part. See, the devil is a bastard. I'm going to keep saying it until I get to heaven. That the devil is a bastard. That statement what she was revealing to me could not even fully enter because I got irritated because her friend next to me, who is now my friend, <laughs> was agreeing with her about the notion of, of what unforgiveness was doing to me. And that really upset me. I'm like, who's this one? What is this one feeling like? So she's because she even nodded and like kind of finished the statement. I said, what? You, how do you know me? Where do you know me from? This is, this is, I, sh I should have known. You had an attitude. You were eyeing me. That's what I was thinking. You're eyeing me before. When I walked in here, this is this. Guys, oh my gosh. Jesus Christ, Lord, help me. But she was right. She was 100% right. 
the delay, a lot of the delay, a lot of the challenges that I faced in my life were because I could not forgive. Now let me give you, let me go into detail, let me explain how these things manifest. They can manifest physically. The person who I told you that I was very close to who set the stage, set the example, had debilitating arthritis very early on, debilitating arthritis and other illnesses. Now for me, relationships and friendships were very transactional. I was always the one that had to be the one helping, the one who had the advice, that had the information. There was like just a certain level of vulnerability I could not get to with people. So I only hung out with a certain certain types of people. I only got very close to certain types of people. Most of them were narcissists, respectfully. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yeah. These people are, we're not friends anymore, but they were emotionally void in their own way as well because they had like trauma and things like that. Um, I just always had something nasty to say. Now we don't, hmm, this is gonna come as a shock to some people. A lot of the statements that I would make about men we're not from a place of observation. Now, what I say is from observation because I've seen, you know, the cultural norms. My eye don't clear. You understand. But they're from a place of unforgiveness. It was a place of bitterness. I could not reach certain thresholds. I could not get certain things. I, like, you know, when you, you feel like you just can't break through to something, it's because I didn't forgive. How do I want to attain something but then praying and saying all kinds of rubbish that, oh, this person cannot attain this, this, and this? Child, when things started slowing down, and I mean really slowing down, in terms of my progress and my emotional health, my, my mental health, I was like, I have all these things. I'm still so bitter. I'm still so mad. I was constantly talking about it to the point that the people I'll talk about these offenses would be like, oh, you said, you don't, you don't, aren't you tired? Even some, some of the topics I would bring up on the podcast, they'd be like, oh, what's, what is going on, babe? Like, I'm tired. Call me when you're forgiven. Like, leave me alone. Okay. Now, when people would tell me to forgive, I'd be like, oh, I forgive them. I forgive them. Remember, I think it was the first episode when we came back this season, I said that a lot of things are heart issues. You can say you've forgiven somebody, but it is a heart issue. It is about the heart. Let's go back to the definition. Stop feelings. Stop feeling angry or resentful. It's not an idea. It is a heart thing. So what did I do? Let's get practical because you're not going to tell you how to do it. So that because people are saying these philosophical things people including me at times depending on what day what time of the day you catch me if it's after 10 i'm gonna say some philosophical what i think is philosophical things i had to be honest with god and it's like a process the first few days lord guess what i want that person to die then come back alive and be crippled and then be shot and this and this i want things to go horribly i literally said to god regarding a few people or one maybe two or three shot let me think I want things to go terribly wrong for that person. I don't want any good thing to happen to them. But then there was this tiny part of me who was like, ah, do you know what you're saying? Like, say things is you. But I was just saying it, saying it like, I want this, 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 this person, this, this, this. Like, I was honest. This is where my heart is. Then with time, I'm like, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I know this thing is bad. This thing that I'm asking you to cause their house to spontaneously combust. It's bad though. I don't want, I don't want it again. And the Lord did the work. Does it make me forget a lot of the things that people have done? A lot of the offenses, especially those ones. I mean, offenses for the most part are not justified. But the ones that I'm just like, I just cannot understand. I don't get. Those are the ones. Like even those at this point, by the grace of God, I'm able to remember them and be like, you know what? That was messed up. 
If that person says, let's be friends again, let's talk again, don't know. Might change my number. Might report them to the FBI, the CIA, or whichever authority, depending on what country they're in. Might report them to authorities. But then I I did say it's not getting back at them, so I can't call any. I can't call any official forces. I'll just say, please, just go your own way. I love you with the love of God. Bye-bye. That was a process. That was a process. You know another thing that kind of that catalyzed it? My brothers and sisters, this is the one that really catalyzed it, aside from my dear friend who had that conversation with me that rejogged it. These people were progressing, or like what society defines as progressing, like moving forward in their career, getting married, getting friends, moving to another state, buying houses and what's on what. And I'm like, Lord, have you forgotten what this person did? When they started making progress, and that is the AIC in me, that is that is the me in me. <laughs> Once they started making progress, I said, ah, no, 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 Lord, fix this quickly, quick, 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 fix it. Ah, that they be making progress, me, I'll be here. Mba, no, mba means no in my mother's language in Igbo. Now, immediately, no. No, I said, pack it up. No, no, this unforgiveness, move it, so remove it, move it. They think the only people that progress, I will, I will progress. So the forgiveness then became like a retaliation, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Is every day easy? No. Sometimes I remember some, some things that people did. And I'm just like, whoa, ouch. Mm-mm. So let's make some biblical cases for forgiveness. Jesus said in Matthew six fourteen. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. I'm sure Jen, Jen may have said this. Oh gosh, I said her name. I'm sure, I'm sure my friend may have said this, her prayer hangout. Who was thinking about that? Cause I was mad at my now friend. Like, why are you, who are you? What are you speaking about? But it says, <laughs> that means that the times that I didn't forgive people, I was not forgiven. And it showed in the way that I navigated life. It showed in the evidence, the fruit the way that I did things, a very manipulative, very short-sighted, very broken way. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. It's kind of kind of bonkers, kind of bonkers. Now, Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. So I got to forgive them every time? Hmm? Okay, I'm with it. Like, that's the process I had to go through with God. Like, huh? You, are you sure that's what you wrote? The colonizers didn't, you know, twist the words to impose it on us. Even though Africans knew about Christianity. Christianity I mean, there were African Christians before the colonizers came. But I mean, that's a conversation for another day. To do. Let's not get distracted. Let's not get off track. Okay. Mark eleven twenty five, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. Whoa. Okay. Now the, let's go to the old Testament. Proverbs 17, nine love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. When someone close to you that you love and that you know loves you has offended you, it actually affects the way that you interact with them. If you have not forgiven them 
And at the slightest provocation, when they make you mad, again, that's how you did this, this, this on January 5th, 1925. See, you do, do this is your whole life, this is. You may even be in, your, in, in the silence of your room, insulting them, swearing for them or whatever. You know what I mean? It's problematic. It's problematic. You harden your heart. Then distance comes between you and the person. And if it's someone you love and you love them and you sure that you're sure that they're for you and you are for them, it's not worth letting them go. It's not worth letting them go. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean by offense? I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talk. I keep using this bailing people out of jail as an example. I'm not talking about them using your card to build themselves out of prison, out of jail. I ain't talking about that. You know what I mean? They said something in a way that you're like, ah, is this one okay? They ate your cake. Your cake. Your cake. You know what I'm saying? Those, those, those sort of things. It separates you from them. It's, it affects your heart. It affects your mind. It affects your interactions. They too will be like, oh, why is this one acting funny now? They, they may start distancing themselves in response. Like, oh, this one is feeling like a big girl, feeling like a big boy. Bye. I'm going to separate from you too. And then that whole friendship or whatever goes down the drain based on a misunderstanding, based on unwillingness to forgive. A lot of things in our culture, we have to, we have to reassess. In my culture, accountability and like not speaking up and not holding people accountable, especially for women, is seen as a good thing. Like, I didn't even say anything when you did this and this. Why? Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you say how you felt? Why? <laughs> Tell me why. Other than misogyny. Other than cultural norms of respect, because men, men, you know, have their own thing too. That's a symbol of respect. You don't, you don't just say anything. You can't be talking anyhow. But then you're having blowing, blow up fights and arguments every other week because you cannot voice how you feel and say, this is how you made me feel. Oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes we don't even give people the chance to apologize. And I'm saying we, including me. Because when it comes to a block, baby, I hit that block button so fast, which I'm, I'm coming down on the blocking thing. Depending on what it is, what the, you know, what the offense is. But like, sometimes we don't even give people a chance to apologize. Sometimes you two, you weren't even given the chance to apologize, right? Make room. Let's make some room. Let's make some room. Let's make some room. So we bring this to a close. I know you, I know you don't like the short and sweet. I know. But let's do short and sweet for today. Next week, I got you. We'll go for 45 minutes to an hour by, by God's grace. But I want to end this conversation with a prayer for everybody who has been deeply offended. As you're listening to this, remember something that someone did to you when you were 10. Sometimes even our minds may forget the details of our offenses, but our bodies do not forget. Our hearts don't forget. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We magnify you. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and all that you will do. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for mercy. We pray for forgiveness in every way that we've offended you. Father, I lift up every person listening to this who has said, no, they're not going to forgive. Or they've been so broken, they don't even know where to start. Father, you said that you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. Father, in the name of Jesus, heal these broken hearts, Lord, and bind their wounds for your name's sake. Father, give them the new hope, the hope in the future that you promised them in your word. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, with our unforgiveness. Help us, Lord, with the pain that has caused us to harden our hearts, that has caused us to not want to forgive because we never want to be hurt again. Father, heal us. 
We cover these hearts in the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray for a new thing. We pray for restoration of their hearts. We pray for the, the, the blockades that, cause, that were caused by unforgiveness to be removed. Lord, great restorer, we call on you for restoration right now. Precious Holy Spirit, you said that your word says, Lord, that you are a comforter, Holy Spirit. Comfort those. Hold them at night, Lord Jesus. Even hold them during the day when they feel like they're about to die, when they remember the pain. Father, we need you. We need you desperately. Not just in 2024, but until the day we see you. Father, take over. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you down. Love you down, down, down. <laughs> and I will see you or speak to you or both next week. Bye for now. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, stay beautiful, stay you in between now and when we meet again. Bye for now.